Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. And I am one of your hosts, Josiah from Caterpillar Mom Plays. And I'm your other host, Hillhouse from Good Games, Good Vibes on YouTube. And welcome to the show where we are the best at staying on topic on <laughs> the newest news in gaming. Oh, yeah. We do not stray at all. <laughs> at so, all. So, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a show that stays on topic... This is the show for you. Sometimes uh, we get a little not safe for work. Uh, there is some language on the show, so just heads up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that being said, I'll give you a five-second warning on language and fuck. And um, let's talk about... <laughs> Poopy head, <laughs> gosh darn it all. Played this week. Yeah, g- gosh darn and heck. Um, we always start our shows <laughs> off with the games that we played this week. And um, without further uh-huh. ado, let's jump right into that. Um, the circumstances. <laughs> what? Nothing. I was just being stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> the circumstances for why I played this first game is actually kind of interesting. Uh-huh. It was on sale, but um, through um <laughs> through a rebate app, I needed to make an online purchase. So I was like, "What if I just use Microsoft?" So I just went to Microsoft and then looked on what was on sale and then just sorted by cheapest. <laughs> And this game was like, I think it was only like $4, but it wasn't the cheapest game. It was just like the first game that looked like half interesting. And uh, I have yeah. to say, it's it's entertaining for $4. Um, I wouldn't pay more for it, but I mean, I haven't put it down. It's actually a really fun uh, world that it builds. It's not like the most polished game, uh, but it it is, uh, it, it is quite insane. It's about sentient corn. And you play as a person <laughs> going through a farm looking for items. And basically the whole game is looking for items to open up areas. So it's very simple gameplay. But it's it's uh, different enough that it's not boring. You think that that would be boring just w- running around and collecting stuff. And then using the stuff to get through things. It's basically Atari's adventure. But, you know, in 2020 with corn. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it's really not a bad game at all. Um, it's, it, it's got really funny voice acting. Uh, the writing is sometimes a little bit cringy for the corn, but I think that's intentional. The corn is depicted as a very stupid, um, unintelligent, um, sentient form, but, um, there's little notes you can read and the notes are really funny. Um, the notes communicate with each other. There's a lot of uh, bantering between post-it notes that you can look at throughout the world. So it's an interesting world. I like it. It's uh, I have no idea how far I am in it. I feel like it's a shorter game. I feel like you could probably beat it in, you know, two hours. In fact, I think there's an achievement for speed running it in like two and a half hours or something. So yeah, they expect it to be kind of uh, short. But if you don't know where you're going and you don't know where all the items are, of course, your first playthrough is going to take a little bit of, you know, searching every corner for items. But I'm sure if you've played it once, you can probably speed run it easy, you know. And the things that would take the longest are cutscenes because I don't think the cutscenes are skippable. Um, but it, it it's a funny world. I like what they did. This team is not like a big developer, but... I mean, it's it's entertaining. It feels like one of those games you'd find on Steam that actually impresses you, but you know that um, it probably 
you know, didn't make its money back. <laughs> so yeah, maize is not about a maze. It's about maize as in corn. So, I mean, its name is a pun in itself, but, um, I guess, I guess the joke was they thought let's make a game that is you searching through areas and it kind of is set up like a maze. And they were like, what if it was just about maze, you know, like corn maze. So that's what it is. It's a, it's a game that's about maze in a maze, but, um, enough about amazing games like that. Um, the next game that I played quite a bit, uh, this week was the new Fortnite season. Um, I say quite a bit, but as in compared to nothing, <laughs> so I didn't really play it too much, but the new Fortnite season is very exciting. Um, it's not like as ambitious as the Marvel season, I would say. It's not like that high budget. Um, there is an unlockable uh, Mandalorian skin on stage one of the Battle Pass. So they did pay a hefty dollar to Disney for that, I'm sure. But it was probably, at the end of the day, cheaper than I would imagine the Marvel season. I don't think it's that expensive. But there's some really cool things that they did with the map. Uh, they added bounties, which is interesting. The bounties work almost exactly like they do in Warzone, where it has a circle that gets smaller as you get near a bounty. It also has the threat level that's the same as Warzone. So if the comparisons between Fortnite and Warzone weren't enough, uh, they've added bounties. And that's just another thing like Warzone. Um, in addition to that, they've added NPCs, which I think is the coolest thing that they could have added. Uh, with the large cast of characters that Fortnite now has with all the skins that they've made over the years, uh, they are able to use some of these skins as characters that walk around in the map. And you can talk to these characters, and the characters can either sell you items, you can get bounties from them, or you can do missions for them. And all these things like bounties and missions give you a currency. I forget what they call it. It's like gold blocks or something. Um, and this currency you can use to hire some of these NPCs to like help you, or you can purchase items from them. So it's cool that they added a in-game currency that you have to earn by playing. And, um, what, what is also crazy is you keep the currency over games. So if you gain the currency in one game and don't spend any of it, you can still use that currency in the next game. So it just it accumulates, and I imagine you could have a lot if you never spend your currency. Uh, me, for example, I never really hire any of the mercenaries. Um, probably should, but um, I just do the missions to complete the entries. So um, I don't know. I could keep talking about Fortnite. I don't know how interested our listeners are about it, but... To me, the collectathon aspect of it is really cool that they've added all these new features. Um, there's a whole new thing of fish. So last season, I was crazy about collecting all the fish that you could fish. Um, there's a whole new thing of fish. So you can restart. There's new ones. There's rift fish. There's fish that allow you to move faster. Um, lots of cool things about that. But in addition to the book of collection of fish this season, now they have a collection of NPCs where every time you talk to one of the NPCs, you can, it adds it to your collection book of people that you've seen. So that's also really cool. Um, let me 
think what else they added. NPCs, fish. <laughs> They've done a lot this season, and it's really cool. I guess the biggest change um, that some people may not like is the fact that you can't just pull up a menu and see all of the challenges that are available. You have to like explore and find the challenges. So to someone who's trying to speed run to level 100, that's annoying. But to someone who wants to have added value, you know, after they get to 100 or not allow them to speed run as fast, it is really cool from that point of view because it makes you actually have to explore. And by exploring, you can find more missions. And there's, there's challenges that if you didn't look them up, you wouldn't know they existed until you do something to activate them. For example, um, like the challenges to search so many uh, ammo boxes or chests or to light campfires, that type of stuff in the game doesn't appear until you do the first one. So like the first time you light a campfire, it's like, oh, one of eight campfires um, lit for this challenge for 15k XP. So by exploring and doing different things, you unlock more missions. And if you're the type of player who never like harvests wood or never <laughs> gets ammo crates, you would never see these. So from a game perspective, it forces the player to do more of a variety than they're probably used to doing. So I think that's really cool um, because beforehand uh, there were challenges like use a rift and you may never use a rift if you don't care about them. But if you saw a challenge that said to do it, you would do it. But now that you can't see what challenges there are, it makes you just try out different things. Like you're wondering if there's a mission for driving a car so many miles, you just hop in a car and see if it starts giving you progress, you know? So I think that's a really cool aspect that they added where it makes you use your previous experience with Fortnite to your advantage. You're like, try to guess what challenges they probably have implemented in the game. So that's really cool. But, um, that being said, I mean, I could talk all day about it there. This new season is all about like a gladiator type of theme where it's like the best mercenaries and fighters in the universe. So it's got the Mandalorian from star Wars and, um, it, they recently had Kratos in the store from PlayStation, which was crazy because when they added Kratos, uh, there was a leak that they were going to add Kratos in Master Chief and nobody believed it because it was Microsoft and PlayStation properties. But now that Kratos has been added, uh, the freaking Master Chief leak suddenly seems believable. So it may be able to see Master Chief in the store in the next month. That'd be really cool. That sounds like a really cool skin to have. Um, but that being said, um, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty cool season. They've added a lot of stuff and I think a lot of the reworking that they've done makes a lot of sense. Um, but let me talk shortly about a concept, um, that they did add. They added a, a subscription. I'm not sure if you've heard anyone talk about this, but I haven't heard anyone talk about this, but this seems pretty big. So the battle pass is normally $10 flat and over the course of the battle pass, no matter how long it lasts for $10, you can unlock all of the features within that battle pass. 
But now they have a subscription service that's called Fortnite. I think it's called something like Battle Crew or Fortnite Crew or something. Yep. A lot of these and ones with uh, season passes are going to be going to this. Uh, I was reading about it the other day. Yeah. Uh, the subscription service is kind of scary because it's not only more expensive, but it actually will charge you for months where they extend the battle pass before when they extended the battle pass, you were like, Oh cool. Another month that I don't have to buy a battle pass. I get a break from $10, you know, but if everything goes to the subscription based service, like Fortnite's trying to push, um, then you would be, you would be charged even in months that there was no battle pass like it <laughs> added. So with this Fortnite crew, um, system it's $12 a month for access to the battle pass i think it gives you a thousand uh whatever they call it fortnite bucks what do they call it i forget v bucks um v bucks v bucks <laughs> gives you a thousand v bucks it gives you exclusive skin and a backpack and supposedly every month you get something similar so it is a huh. good deal on paper uh because the thousand v bucks is worth eight dollars so for an extra Five dollars, you get access to a battle pass, which if it lasts three months, um, that battle pass is then fifteen dollars essentially, if you take out all the V bucks, which yeah. is only five dollars more. And for that five dollars, you get skins that look like twenty dollar skins, maybe three times. I don't know what the next two months are going to look like. The first month is a pretty good skin, and it's pretty good back bling. So it, it feels like a really good value, but you do have to remember at the end of the day, it's just another subscription. And that's kind of scary um, yeah. because with a subscription, you can be paying for it and maybe forget about Fortnite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, with a battle pass, like let's say Paladins, I've done this so many times with Paladins. I've bought the battle pass and then forgot about Paladins. Yep. Same <laughs> but here. Then when, but when I forgot I've about it twice Paladins. On Paladins. I've probably done it three times. Um, I forgot about Paladins. And then I not only didn't play that season, but thanks to my bank account, um, fortunately for my bank account, I would miss the next two seasons too. So um, <laughs> I would end up paying $10 for a season that I didn't play, but I would also skip two seasons. With this Fortnite thing, if you skip that much time, you'd be paying for you know, every month for all of the time that you're not playing. Yeah. So yep. it is definitely not for someone who is a casual Fortnite player. I feel like they're marketing it to be such a good deal that you can't pass it up. But uh, really be wary of this, especially if it comes to other battle passes. Uh, the subscription service can get out of hand very quickly, <laughs> especially if it's especially if you're juggling multiple games. I would highly suggest not subscribing to more than one service if every single one ends up doing this because uh juggling multiple battle passes is hard enough uh much less multiple subscriptions <laughs> so uh that being said um it's a scary interesting time for Fortnite with that um it, it is really cool the value that it offers but if they for some reason ever said that they were no longer offering the battle pass without the subscription, then that's, that's no bueno. I don't really like that yeah. idea. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a cool thing if that's what you're into. I mean, it, 
It gives you V-Bucks. It's almost... I can see how this could be kind of useful for a kid that only plays Fortnite because um, it also gives an allowance of V-Bucks. You don't have... If like the kid is like screaming that he wants V bucks, you'd be like, "Well, you already spent your month's V bucks." You know, like if you wanted to save it for something good, uh, you should have saved it. You'll get more V bucks on the first of the month. So that is cool that it gives you a thousand V bucks monthly. Because then that's like you don't even have to think about it with a kid. You just be like, you know, you get you get twelve thousand V bucks a year, and then you get the V bucks that are in the battle pass that you earn. I mean, that's quite a bit if you, you know. Used it sparingly. Twelve thousand is yeah. a lot of V bucks. Um, yeah, it is. So, yeah, I can see from a, one point of view that it's good for financially forgetting about it, but it's also not good for forgetting about it financially. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, that being said, I think it's a cool season. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I think it's. I think they're making it harder to level up, which is cool because. Uh, last season I got to like level 207 or something, which is crazy because the battle pass ends at a hundred. <laughs> so, yeah. um, they are making it harder to level up and I think that is needed. I think it was a little bit out of hand how much XP they were throwing around last season. So, uh, that being said, I think that's all I played this week. I'm still waiting on the new, uh, season of Warzone. Uh, yesterday they ended the season of Warzone finally. Uh, season six, but there's a lot of people upset about that. I guess I can talk about that right now. Um, there's a lot of people upset about the fact that they ended the season of Warzone, but then it, then did not offer a new season. So there's going to be a full, I think, ten days <laughs> with no season of War of Warzone, which is really weird. I don't understand why they would do that either. Uh, if you yeah. wanted, um, if you wanted to. Uh, if you wanted to make people seem still interested in it, just extend it, you know, just advertise. Well, there's a lot of people of that are thinking season six. There's a lot of people that they're thinking that they're pushing them away from this game uh, to get them into Cold War. But the problem that I'm seeing with that is that most people are enjoying the modern warfare story, the Warzone story more than they're liking the uh, Cold War story. Right. The, the Cold War story has no substance to it, from what I'm understanding, and the Modern Warfare story actually has some stuff with it, you know? Right. Um, I was thinking that, too, when I heard about this. I was like, well, maybe they're trying to push people away from... That's what it feels you know, like, yeah. They want people to actually go out and buy Black Ops. Uh, but the problem is, like, even at the uh, marketing, they're changing it to Black Ops Warzone. Have you noticed yeah. that a lot of the marketing is... Switching from Warzone Modern Warfare to Black Ops Warzone. Um, I don't know. I guess they're, this is just the strategy they're doing to reset it because this new season of Warzone that comes out in 10 days or 6 days, I forget, it is um, going to be called Season 1 again. So um, that's going to be weird. <laughs> so as yeah. much as I was praising the fact that Call of Duty was not getting rid of Warzone... Um, they are very much trying to act like they're getting rid of it. So it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's just confusing that they would do that, but I think you're right. I think, uh, I think they're trying to make people buy black ops for like a week <laughs> and it's a I strange really week. Why not do that well, during the black Friday week? You know, look at, look at everything that's happened though, for it. with all of their games that come out, 
you know, as soon as they as soon as they release the new one, there's they literally put no hype into the old one at all. They don't even right. hardly talk about it. It's like, you know, it's a forgotten child, you know, yeah, it, and, it just it's done. Yeah. In their the, eyes. The fact that they're not getting rid of Warzone, I guess, is confusing them. I guess they don't know what to do because they forgot that they have to care about it or something. A lot of people love Warzone. <laughs> right. I mean, it got a think, great a great response and a great reaction. That's what made people hyped up about Cold War. Yeah. Warzone made Call of Duty what it was in popularity, what it was like in Xbox 360 days. I hadn't yep. seen a an Xbox One PS4 era Call of Duty get as much hype as the new Modern Warfare mixed with Warzone, you know. Yep. And apparently with the lackluster response to Black Ops, I'm not saying it's a bad response, but it's not the response that was to Modern Warfare. Um, apparently they're already not at that level anymore because you thought maybe they just like rethought what they were doing and they're like, let's make a really good game and let's start making good games from now on. Well, they did that and now it seems like Black Ops can't meet the expectations that they were hoping. Exactly. And they're exactly. trying to force you to play it. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would like to play Black Ops and see what it's all about. Um, I might end up getting it. Uh, I just, I mean, I'm the thing is I have Modern Warfare and I just play Warzone anyway. So that's what made me not want yeah. to go out and buy Black Ops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I didn't play War Modern Warfare anyway. Um, but yeah, that that's all I have to say about that. So um, that's the new games I played this week. And that's the update on the Warzone that I threw in there. Sorry about that. Cool. No, no worries, man. Uh, um, I mean, that was just my last story I was going to talk about, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played two new games actually this week, and uh, one of those was a game called Spellbreak. And uh, it, it, dude, uh, this game, it's a battle royale game, okay? But instead of having firearms, you've got spells. You have fireballs and ice ice bolts and things like that. It's really, really cool, man. It's done in an art style that um, the surroundings... Now, they only have one style of map, okay? Now, remember, this game uh, just came out this year or recently, and uh, it's, um, it's just now starting to take off. They only have one map. Uh, that's the thing about it, but but the everything is so fast paced and so crazy that you don't even really notice it. You usually have uh, around a team of 40 um, up to 42 uh, that are fighting each other. And it, it's just really cool, man. There's a lot of hovering in the air. Uh, there's a levitation, that kind of stuff. Um, and it only lasts a certain bit of while. There's combos you can do with your spells. Um you know, you hit somebody with a tornado and then hit a lightning bolt on him and it causes a supercharged storm. And it it's just really neat, dude. The uh, the gameplay and the mechanics is really, really cool. But what caught me was the art style, because the like I said, the atmosphere, the world that you're in is very it, it's almost Fortnite, but it's a little more detailed. It's it's a very polished game for for uh, being free and basically pretty new. Um, but the yeah. characters themselves are in this watercolor kind of style, uh, almost a mix between watercolor anime and graphic novel. 
And it's really cool, the contrast between the characters and the the world that they're in. Um, I actually found myself getting a little bit of motion sickness because of the 3D effect on this stuff. And uh, But I'm telling you, I've had a lot of fun playing this game. Um, if you like Battle Royales and you're into, you, you know, you want something a little bit different, uh, I recommend you check it out. Like I said, it's free. Uh, my understanding is it is supposed to be going or it already is cross platform. And uh, yeah, it's just really cool. Um, it's it, it was put out by the team at uh, Proletariat. And, you know, a lot of people thought this was going to be a dump. Right. But the more people get into this game and the more that I was looking at some of the forums on it, people are starting to really love it. It's just really cool. It reminds you of uh, uh-huh. Airbender. It kind of yeah, reminds yeah, you of that. It's like airbender. a bunch of people fighting in that same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And there's six classes, tons of different variety that you can do. Uh, it's just really, really cool. It's really I- cool. I downloaded this game over two months ago. I just haven't taken the time to check it out. Check out the tutorial and you will fall in love with it. I swear to God. It is so fast and so easy to play. I play it on PC, but I'm actually thinking about using a controller. Um, It seems like it would work a lot better with a controller, but I just love the the animation and style alone is what got me. And then I started playing the game and wow. Wow. Just an amazing game. A lot of fun. And uh, I'm definitely going to keep playing it. Very easy to keep up with. The UI is is really good. Uh, and and you now there is a little bit of a disadvantage. Like if you go up against somebody who's put a ton of time into it and they've leveled their mage up, there is a level disparity with between people. So you do have to work at building your character. However, I think that's fair with people that put a lot of time into it. If you watch some of the videos on the gameplay, I think you'd be amazed. It, it really is worth it. So if you're listening to it, go check it out. 100% behind this game. I think it's a great, great game. I'm actually going to be joining their Discord uh, so that I can talk to them about when I'm going to be streaming it because it, it, I had that much fun with it. So uh, next thing that I want to talk about is uh, another game cool. that I played. What's that? I said cool. I, I am interested in that game, so I do want to check it out. Yeah, it's that. really cool. I think you'd like it. I really do. But you can also join up as teams, which I think is important. And uh, it's it's very uh, team-based Battle Royale kind of stuff. Um, next one that I want to talk about is Star Trek Online. Um, I'm going to tell you this last week uh, that I've been playing this game. And uh, since we are in a 18 and older unfiltered show, I've been walking around with a full-on nerd on um, because of this game. <laughs> uh, this game is so... Freaking cool, dude. The cutscenes are shit. Okay. The the animation isn't exactly like on top, like you're gonna see in World of Warcraft or in uh modern warfare or any of that. Okay. It's not that kind of thing, but the space battles, holy crap. The gameplay itself, a lot of fun. It's very easy and it's real quick to get into, but man, there's so much to it. It's so detailed. Um, having these space bottle battles where I'm just like ramped up at f- the highest speed that I can go. And I'm just flying in circles around these guys, you know, and you can zoom out and watch the battle from far away or zoom in and get a closer look and customization of your ship, customization of your characters. You can start out as a uh, 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 Voyager, um, 
uh, type of characters with, I think they have three or four different uh, species, including humans in that one. The original series Star Trek, you can dress as those guys and be either them or an Andorian and a an alien. You can create your own race in all of these two. Uh, you could be uh, Klingons. You can be Gorn. You can be all sorts of different things. And there's got to be at least... I didn't even count them all, but there's got to be at least close to 20 different uh, species that you could be with all of these things combined. And there is also one with the new uh, the new uh, uh, species from I believe they were uh, brought out in Deep Space Nine called the Jem'Hadar. And uh, that one does not give you any tutorials. Uh, it tells you right off the bat if you try to pick it. This is for advanced players and uh, will not give you any help or tutorials when you're playing this one. And yeah, so eventually I'd like to play that. But I started out as a, uh, a Starfleet cadet uh, and you get to have a full name. Um, I am Captain Dover. That's Captain Ben Dwight over. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my uh, captain of my ship died. So uh, I took over the ship uh, <laughs> and I am uh, currently a lieutenant and I'm working my way up. And now I was watching the chat and there were several people that were excited yesterday, uh, three or four of them that uh, dinged captain finally. And uh, they were excited about that. But I I'm having a lot of fun with this game. Like I said, the the graphics aren't like top notch, but it's it's good. And the space battles are a lot of fun. Uh, the battles when you're running around, you're fighting uh, Borg or Klingons. Those are that's a lot of fun. Uh, the weapons are really cool. The phaser rifles and the uh, the the phasers themselves, the little pistols, all that stuff is really neat. Uh, there is some hand to hand combat, too, uh, that's in it if you choose to do that. So all in all, a uh, lot of stuff going on in this game. A lot of fun. Um, just been having a blast, having a really good time. Now, the cool thing about it is when I've been playing it, I have been streaming it. And uh, your character does not speak. You do see subtitles when you go talk to other characters, uh, when you get your missions, when you're talking to your shipmates and you're telling them that you want to, you know, you're giving commands, etc. So uh, the fun part about it is I went ahead and I became that character and I'm reading my lines out loud as I would respond to <laughs> the admiral or a shipmate or whatever. So it's 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 just been a lot of fun, man. I'm telling you right now, besides GTA five, this would probably be an excellent, excellent game to uh, have a role play server on. It would probably be just crazy fun. So uh, my character is a cross between I like to think of him as a cross between uh, uh, Captain Kirk, Pitbull, the rapper and Jordy LaForge. <laughs> So he's got some swagger. He's got his visors and he looks like a badass. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm having a lot of fun with it and I got my ship, everything else. So, uh, yeah, I recommend this game too. Uh, it's two great games that I've been playing. Um, I've been looking for all sorts of other games and just downloading them like crazy on PC, uh, jumping in them and, uh, having a fun, I'm going to be playing the next four or the first four, uh, five nights at Freddy's. I'm thinking about doing that tomorrow and doing complete playthroughs of each one because each one only lasts about two hours uh, if you if you play it through. And uh, yeah, so uh, more games to come, guys. I've seen some really interesting ones, uh, some brand new stuff that's on the horizon that looks really cool and a lot of free games out there right now. And uh, if you if you get the chance, man, go to Steam, go to Epic, go to all those and try these games out. You're going to have a lot of fun. 
So both of those games, 100% recommend them. You will have a geek of a good time. Sounds cool. Um, yeah, I've seen the Star Trek online game. I just haven't like looked into it. But yeah, I when you're saying love the it, full dude. on nerd on, um, it, it was it was funnier because I was picturing the Star Trek uh, unitards. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> is that a trouble? Anyway, <laughs> the trouble anyway, with tribbles. Let's get on to the news. thing in news that i have is uh that remember when we were talking about um those ps5 shells that were on that website that ended up get taken down by sony yeah game, that, game armor um no it was a different company um i forget what they were called it was something i think it was called um playstation shells or something or oh oh yes yeah i i remember what you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they ended up getting taken taken down with cease and desist by sony but there's a new company called game armor which it made the news this week um and they're claiming that they can legally sell ps5 yeah. shells they have a store full of ps5 shells and basically they don't go into detail on how they can legally do it but they are saying that they can so there's nothing on the website well, that says that they are partnered with PlayStation. They didn't get like an official license. But it makes sense to me because think about it. Look at all these uh look at all these phone case companies that are out there. I doubt that they get uh uh cuz they they sell them for every type of phone whether it's iOS or an Android. So I doubt that they right. get, you know, a uh a special thing that says you're allowed to make cases for our phones. It would just be on the same. I bet that's the argument they're going to use. This is protection for your already existing item. They don't have the, uh, the patent on it. So, or, or the ownership on it. So right. we can create it too. I think right. that's what and they're going to do. That's a lot easier of an argument to hold up. If this was a thing that attached onto your PS five, but what it is is you take off the side panels of your PS5 and replace them with these side panels. So PlayStation went after that other company saying that they basically are just making exactly the same hardware that they are selling with different colors and stuff. This isn't something that attaches on the outside. They're replacing parts of the actual unit. Um, all I can think of is they must have shaped it differently or there must be something like a texture on it. There must be some way that they're going to argue that it is not does not fall under patent because it somehow defers besides color because apparently color wasn't enough because the other company did get a cease and desist. But I mean, granted, they didn't fight it. You know, a lot of people don't want to actually go up against a big company like Sony. <laughs> but, you know, um, they may have been able to fight it for a color change. I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the um because I'm looking at the game armor site right now, right? Yeah. And it looks like uh the uh the side wings on these PlayStations just uh slide and clip on and off. 
So this looks like uh, just a replaceable item for it. Uh, looks like they've got them in orange and blue. Yeah, I'm looking at the actual product. It's really kind of crazy looking. Yeah, and it and, says it's uh, coming soon. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Their, it, their parent company is called Comic Controllers, and they've been creating custom video game controllers and accessories since 2013. So, technically, they may be able to call it an accessory. Yeah, just like I mean, there's yeah, that's probably going to be their argument. I mean, I honestly see it that way. That's that's how I see them coming out with this. Yeah, there's going to be a way of getting around it. Oh, but, yeah, there's always a way. But uh, I think the big thing is once Sony does send a cease and desist to a smaller company, a lot of them don't see any point in paying legal fees because, yep. you know, they wouldn't be cutting a profit anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, if if Sony did come after them and argued that it is not legal, um, they probably would have to shut down their site again. But as of right now, the uh, company Game Armor is claiming that they can legally sell these PS5 shells. So if you want one, I would suggest get one now and hopefully they will ship before they get shut down. But yeah, <laughs> cross your fingers on that. Um, but speaking of the same type of thing, this one is on a sadder level. Uh, did you see the story about this Ninten Nintendo shutting down the Eticons? Yes, I did, actually. So this one is really sad because, I mean, it's kind of sad, but it just more looks bad for Nintendo. So there was a guy who was selling custom shells for Joy-Cons on Etsy, and he was... I think sending 65% of the proceeds to the JED Foundation for Teens. And he was calling them Eticons. And they would, were in honor of, obviously, Etika um, from who died, uh, what yeah. was that now? A year and the a streamer. half ago? That was a, that was a while yeah. ago now. Yeah, a One year and a half ago. One of our first shows. So, yeah, it was very early. And um, yeah, he was a streamer that was very synonymous with uh, Nintendo. He was really big on uh, the Switch and uh, to make a type of fundraiser for Foundation for Teens um, with his name attached to it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the only problem is, is just like these shells for PlayStation, <laughs> Nintendo is way more protective of their intellectual property and uh, -huh. uh, they ended up sending a cease and desist letter to this guy that was making these. And it was really sad to see his post. He did a post on Twitter and he had a picture of a trash can full of all the uh, custom Joy-Con shells that he was having to, having to throw away. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe Nintendo could review this. It's just one of those things where this probably would have been okay away and said if you feel like giving a donation to this place go ahead <laughs> see that's the thing um we always talk about how there's loopholes with kickstarters and indiegogo and stuff where it's not considered buying a product because you are donating yeah. and receiving a gift as a reward yep. that it's yep. different so i think he set this up on something like that it may have no, it was on Etsy. That's his problem. He should have set oh, it yeah, up on Indiegogo or yep. uh, Kickstarter. 
That way he could have Or on been, uh, Tiltify for a charity. Yeah. Hopefully someone has contacted him about this because that is 100% the way to get around this. Um, I haven't read his cease and desist letter. Uh, maybe it gets pretty crunk in it and he doesn't want to touch this project anymore. But um, if you go onto Indiegogo or uh, Kickstarter and you title it um, Raising Money for the JD Foundation for Teens in Honor of Streamer Etika and don't even mention the word Eticons, don't mention Joycons, make the entire title about raising money and then the tiers are like customized Joycons mm-hmm. and everyone would know that of course you don't offer customized uh Xbox controllers and PlayStation controllers because you know Etika was not known for you know those systems um people wouldn't be surprised you get what I'm saying um and don't call them yeah Eticons just say custom made Joycons you know and yeah that's all you gotta and say I would I would only mention it in the reward section I would not even mention it in the title of the thing, I would I would make the title of it 100% about charity, and say that. Um, see, that's the thing is he is putting time and effort into doing it, and the thing on Etsy was he yeah. was keeping some proceeds. It wasn't 100% of the proceeds were going to charity. It was 60, and from my little bit of selling on Etsy, I do know that Etsy is horrible as far as cutting a profit. Uh, so I don't yeah. really blame him for that because not only is he putting time and effort into making these and having to purchase them, uh, Etsy's taking a large cut of what he's making. So sixty um, percent oh, yeah. is a lot to charity. <laughs> so don't don't see that percentage and think, um, oh, he's trying to keep forty percent of it. I mean, he is doing these customly himself. He's putting time and effort in. He's just paying himself to do it. Um, yeah. Probably just so, yeah. paying for his materials and that's it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, definitely. I would I would highly recommend him to set it up more as a charity system, yes. not a selling through a shop with the ability to go to charity. So that's I think that may exactly. have been his problem was the fact that he used Etsy. But yeah, uh kind of looking it looks bad for Nintendo for sure. I'm sure Nintendo will um get some bad uh Twitter beef about this. We'll see. Um, But yeah, that just seems to be an oversight, but I'm sure that they just, they're so protective of what they have that I'm sure no one even batted an eye when they sent that cease and desist. (laughs) Um, But yeah, hopefully uh, he can figure that out. I'm sure he's already been contacted by some people being as, as big as the story is. That's the other thing. Why I think he doesn't have to um, be so specific with the Kickstarter or Indiegogo where he would say that it's for charity and also you can get, you know, Joy-Cons customized. He wouldn't have to say that because the story is already big enough because of the fact that he got a cease and desist that he wouldn't have to advertise what it's actually for. You know, he could totally spin it as 100% charity is the interest of it, which I honestly believe was the initial intention. I'm sure he was more trying to do it for charity than he was trying to do it to make a buck. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think his heart's in the right spot. It's just uh, unfortunate that how he played it out 
uh, forced it to play out this way. So hopefully they can figure that out. Um, just a couple of more pieces of quick news that I have. Um, Prince of Persia, the remake that everyone was laughing at the character models <laughs> that was supposed to come out in January has been delayed to March. So hopefully that means that they're working on the character models in their statement uh, regarding the delay of three months. They did not say that they were reworking character models, but I mean, fingers crossed. Hopefully they are. A lot of people were disappointed by the way the game looked. Um, but hopefully they, they put some more time and effort into it. I mean, there's another game we're going to talk about later that's getting delayed and you've probably already heard about it, but I mean, all these companies delaying games is always a good thing because, um, there's that quote about, uh, you know, <laughs> a game releasing on time poorly, you know, it is horrible forever. But if you delay a game until it's actually good, you know, it's always going to be a good game. So, um, the wait is always worth it. Let's hope that Prince of Persia's remake is going to be yeah, also worth definitely. the wait. So 100% support that decision. Um, last piece of news that I have is that Ghost of Tsushima uh, has won the player vote for the Game Awards. So that does not mean it won Game of the Year at the Game Awards by the critics and the panel that they hire, but it means that it won the player's choice which doesn't really mean much. Um, it just means that it was the most popular game that was there. Um, the way the player vote works is it's just a popularity contest. There's tons of people voting. and Like people the U.S. election? Their, yeah, it's just a bunch of people voting. It, it's, it's a little simpler <laughs> than the U.S. election. Um, no hate mail, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little simpler. The, U, the United States electoral system is all over the place ridiculous um but uh yeah this is just a popularity contest of people's putting in their vote for what they what game they like the most and goes to shishima one and uh it is interesting that it was an exclusive title so um yeah so if you have a playstation 4 and you've played this game um i'd love to hear what you think about it i have not played this game Everybody I've talked to that has played it, and I've watched several streams, uh, Prodigy, Official, so forth, and uh, um, every one of them has absolutely loved the game. Uh, the graphics yeah, are just great. stunning. Uh, the gameplay mm -hmm. is amazing. Uh, it's it's really a cool-looking game. I, I wish that I actually had uh, PlayStation so that I could have played it. Um, however, it's, yeah, great game. And that being said, um, let me think. Yeah, that's it. That's all my news. <laughs> I got confused. Um, what you got? Confused by the news. Uh, first thing I've got for you is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Now, we all know that that's dropped, and uh, a lot of people are extremely, extremely happy about it. Um, there was a launch trailer that launch, uh, that dropped uh, earlier um, right before the release and about two minutes and nine seconds into this uh, launch video, there is a secret message, kind of a surprise little Easter egg that comes out. And uh, this was spotted uh, by a couple of people. So they've already gone ahead and posted it. Uh, but like I said, it's going to be uh, two minutes and nine seconds into the, uh, into the, uh, the video, the launch trailer. Now, uh, basically what this does is it teases, that there is going to be uh, future expansions 
And also um, uh, that there is going to be a bunch of free DLC. So what they were quoted as saying, the message says our planned expansions will take you even deeper into the world of Cyberpunk 2077, offering substantial story driven content that will give you tough choices to make through impactful narratives that you won't soon to forget. And right. uh, then it also states that be- before we get there, we'll be first kicking off our free DLC program in early 2021. So spring of 2021 is when this is supposed to drop my understanding. And just like with the Witcher three, expect an assortment of free DLC packs to begin hitting night city, dropping a bunch of cool stuff that will inject even more life into the world of the dark future. So yeah, um, that's kind of good news. Uh, it just goes to show you, cause this is one of the games like we were just talking about that delayed, 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 delayed. Uh, there were tons of delays on this game. It was first talked about, the the very first cyberpunk 2077 trailer kicked off in 2013 and then again in 2018 so yeah uh <laughs> kind of crazy man but if you think about it i've i've watched the trailer for this game over and over and over again it looks absolutely amazing it looks so good the gameplay looks excellent it, it just looks really cool if if you don't have a next gen console, uh, you're going to wish you did. I really think so. Uh, I mean, yes, you can play it on Xbox one and so forth, and it'll probably be an outstanding looking game. It'll still look beautiful, but just to see this, I mean, to see it in 4k running at full, you know, full resolution, everything, it, it would probably be just amazing. Um, but yeah, so uh, get ready guys. If you've got, if you've pre-ordered cyberpunk 2077 and you've been waiting forever, um, just another good thing that's going to be happening in about, uh, four months, five months, you get free DLC coming. So, uh, yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool that they're doing this. Uh, it's a great idea. I think free DLC should be happening anyway. You know what I mean? You're going to have microtransactions in games. It, it, that's just, it, that's just the future, but to have these free DLC packs, I think is a great move on the game part. Um, because I, I really think you should be rewarded for the time that you put into it, not just through levels, you know, not just through leveling <laughs> up. I think that if you're dedicated to these games and you spend that much time with it and you still, you know, yeah, you should be able to get that kind of DLC. <sighs> anyway, next story I've got Halo Infinite. Uh, a lot of people have been wondering about this. Well, there is now a release window. Uh, Halo Infinite is f- officially launching in fall of 2021. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, you know, of course, Microsoft game and, uh, developer 343 industries, uh, put this out on Tuesday, uh, yesterday that fall of 2021, uh, this will for sure, uh, be officially launching. And, uh, it was supposed to go come with the series X and S this year, uh, but it was delayed until August. And they said that it was mostly because of the challenges that were created by COVID-19. We all know that that happened. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, now they haven't specified uh, the day or the month. Um, it's, you know, fall of 2021. And basically it could be that it's, an, you know, it could be an entire year from its original release date, which could be August. Um, so I'm yeah. thinking November. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking probably November too. It just makes more sense because um, they can drop these these games. They're going to have a new console that's out for a year. Hopefully, any bugs that are in the uh, in in the console is worked out, 
and then this great, beautiful game will come out. And if they can take any kind of, uh, if they can take any kind of information from, let's say, Cyberpunk 2077 and how they're going to do by doing a delay and then do it, dropping it now, um, it, I think that'll be a good uh, example for them to follow as far as watching to see what happens and to see if they'll, uh, to see if this is going to be a big thing for them. But yeah. Um, so look for it. Halo infinite during, uh, 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 fall of 2021. And, uh, yeah, they said that part of it is that they said that they're mm. creating, they're, they're working hard to create the best looking halo game ever. Now. I also think that part of this delay was because of a lot of the criticism that it got. Yeah. That's what they during, said in July. So, I'm thinking that, yeah, I'm thinking that this is going to be uh, uh, the reason why that they're doing it. They just want to fix it. They they know they've made mistakes and uh, hopefully they won't have any more Craig memes happening because of this. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I think Microsoft has done the right thing. I think. Absolutely. Well, I mean, not the right thing. I think they've done what they have to do sensibly. Um, yes, they're probably willing to pour money into this game to rework it so that it is not the laughing stock of Microsoft, yeah. <laughs> even if it means that the game never makes money. <laughs> you know, um, at this point, delaying it a year and getting it completely reworked. I mean, the notes that they released that they were working on were like lighting, textures, character models, um, everything, you know. They're like reworking so much stuff that they are probably just using the old build as a groundwork. And um, if they, I, I think this game is more important to Microsoft and Xbox's image than it is as far as sales go at this point because of the memes of it, the fact that it's been delayed a year now, the fact that it wasn't at launch for the Xbox. It's going to have to be a good game, at least a decent game. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that yeah, people don't. To never take xbox seriously again you get what i'm saying so yeah. um, well they it, with all these with all these developers game. under their bet their belt they have to take that seriously they have to you have to think with that frame of mind because if you put out any kind of a crap game you know especially nowadays the, the whole world knows about it within five minutes right you know and so all those possible sales that you could be getting are gone so they, the smart thing to do is to delay it until it's perfect or, or as close to perfect as you can possibly get, you know? Yeah. But yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my opinion okay, on well, it. I, I think it's I, the thing is, I'm sorry, you can go on in just a second. Um, I think it's going to come worry. out in November because if they release it in August, they're missing the Christmas sales. I think they're going to release it in november for christmas sales there may it'd yep. be crazy if there was another xbox by next christmas but uh they may have like a you know a slim edition or a series y or something by next christmas you don't know it's true uh, they may be able to package it with some sort of improved version of the s or x it makes more sense in november marketing it for christmas uh if you release it in august it's just going to have lackluster sales and not be able to push a product you know yep um in addition to that, they'll have a couple of extra months to make sure that it is bug free by November. There's no reason why it should have bugs a year and like three months after its initial release date. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, but I mean, you just talked about Cyberpunk, a game that was developed for seven years, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. That's all I have to say. I agree with you on that. Well, there's another Tuesday tweet about 2021 also. This one comes from Bungie. Uh, talking about Destiny 2, crossplay is coming in 2021. They don't give a specific date, but it will be at some point next year. They didn't even specify which platforms this, it's going to support. But uh, basically, it, from what everybody is thinking, it's going to be full crossplay compatibility with PS4, 5, Xbox One, Series X and S and PC and Stadia. So uh, now they did say earlier that this year that it was the goal, but now they've made it definite and specific that it will be at some point in 2021. Now you've, you've been able to save cross save support, which means if you were playing on, let's say a PlayStation and you wanted to go to PC, well, back in 2019, you were able to save your progress and put it over to PC and you could start on that. Um, so that was done in 2019, and they also have the next gen update that came out uh, yesterday uh, to go with the uh, consoles. So, um, and the game is going to support cross generation play. So, if you're on a PlayStation Five, you can still play with your pr friends that have a PlayStation Four. So, you 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 don't have to be you know nose in the air. You can still play with your poor friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the next gen update also going to let it run at 60 frames per second, 4k resolution, et cetera. Okay. And it adds a uh, FOV slider. Um, so the thing is this destiny two does not have a full anti-cheat system on PC. Okay. So if they're going to do this in 2021, that means that they've got to come up with some sort of an anti-cheat method. That's actually going to work um, because here's one thing that I've noticed, and this is through uh, modern war zone. If I have crossplay on, which I've I, I've shut off from here on out when I'm on uh, Xbox, but if I have crossplay on, then you're going to get you know because the hacking runs so rampant still in uh, Warzone that it's just it's insane on PC. So you're going to run into that issue. I did crossplay. I think crossplay is a great idea. I've seen some console players that have smoked PC players. And, you know, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing because uh, if you played on a console your whole life, you're probably pretty good. You probably know what you're doing. Um, you know, and if you played on a PC, same thing. But to see that, you know, that interaction and it's working, you know, when people are actually kind of on the same level. That's great. It's just when you're able to get these cheaters and hackers in, you know, that it causes the problem. So for now, I've shut off crossplay. Um, I I hope that this is something that they can fix in the future because I think crossplay is extremely important to the whole gaming industry, and uh, I I just think it's gonna it's it's just a good thing in general all the way around. Um, so they've got to fix the whole hacking and the whole cheating problem. But yeah, from there, it's coming in 2021. It'll probably be more than likely it's going to be late in 2021 because like i said they they're going to have to work on an anti-cheat program they're going to have to work on a way to fix that uh yeah so that is where we're at on that uh next thing i wanted to talk about was call of duty uh cold war uh black ops cold war um there is a <laughs> there is a pr a problem in the entire game it's not just a uh, multiplayer 
But several players have taken screenshots and sent pictures and videos where they're battling and killing and dying from naked players in the game. Uh, these people are just wearing uh, what looks like black underwear and a black bra or just black underwear if you're, you know, if they're male. And uh, it it has no, you know, the round switch. They do all that and it has no effect on it at all. Uh, when these people get bugged, they are bugged for the entirety of the match, sometimes the entirety of the whole game that they're playing. Um, guy said uh, he took a picture of one laying on the ground that he killed and he said, this didn't happen in death the whole round. These guys are running around in their bra and panties. So, uh, yeah, it's everywhere. You can see it on Twitter, Instagram. It's all over the place. It's on Reddit. Um, so, yeah. Now, this seems to be tied directly to the PlayStation 5 version of the game. Um, yeah. So it seems to be that it's only uh, um, that particular console that's having the issue. And the bug is also similar to the one that they had in uh, Modern Warfare, where it was uh, uh, where you ended up with uh, that random mannequin because of the shade of color used for two models. So uh, it's just it's a little glitch it's a little bug it's kind of weird though that it's only happening to the playstation 5 from what i've been reading but uh yeah uh some people have been extremely surprised they're running around and there's some dude just running around naked holding an smg and uh you know killing people so that would be kind of embarrassing though if you're on stream and you got killed by a naked guy um so anyway next story i've got for you guys and this one kind of pissed me off when i read it um Everyone I'm sure that listens to the show, you know, somewhat religiously knows that I am very anti-cheat. I hate cheaters. I think it's bull crap. Um, I hate hackers, uh, exploits, that whole thing. Um, I mean, if it's if you find a way around something, but it takes work and you have to actually work your character to do it, that's different. But if you're using a code or something to get in and give yourself extra weapons or whatever. That's bullcrap. Well, in a new game that came out, Genshin Impact, uh, I'm sure you've heard of this game. A lot of people thought this was going to be a Zelda ripoff. Um, however, the only thing that this is about, the, even comparable to Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, is the art style. That's it. That's the only thing that's comparable to this game. I've heard a lot of great things about it. I know some people that have been playing it and streaming yeah. it, and I'm actually thinking about checking it out. Um, it's a huge, massive hit, dude. It, this game is is really going off. It's uh, made by the developer of MiHoYo. And uh, so basically, this is one of those games that turned a negative uh, a negative perception into a positive uh, just based on how they've done the game and their and the play style, etc. Um, now, there's a ton of stuff that the game needs to improve on. Um, we all know that. Everybody knows that. Every game is the same thing. But this biggest thing is their security system. Um, several players have reported that their accounts were taken over by hackers. Now the game is free to play. Okay. Which is really weird that, <laughs> you know, when you hear that, that these accounts are going to be taken over by hackers, but here's the thing you have in-game currency. Okay. And you spend a lot of in-game currency to get the character that you want. 
That's just part of the game. It's like any other game. It, whether you earn the currency or whether you go to the store and you buy the currency in order to improve your character, you're you're doing what you need to do in order to build the character you want and get the account that you want, correct? For me, yes. that's pretty much it, okay? Um, but there was a post that was put up on Reddit by a guy named Rabbit Outside, and uh, he put up MiHoYo's response to his account being hacked. Now, usually what happens is the hack account gets sent back to the owner. Okay. Right. No. Yes. They said they cannot return the account because <laughs> the hacker purchased top ups, which are new items for the account. So since the hacker purchased those last couple of items, the account now becomes theirs. That's according to the game developer, bro. That's according to the game developer. You can purchase something as cheap as a $5 item. And the hacker gets to keep your account because they are the last person that made a payment on that account. Absolutely ridiculous. Genshin Impact is going to lose so much money on this. The, this mobile version made $400 million in the span of two months. Two months. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> now, this guy was able to get a chargeback, okay, mm -hmm. from the game. Okay, that's fine. He paid for the game. He got his money back. That's fine. But the fact that you're working so hard to build up your character and to build this game up and that a hacker could take it and you can't get it back because the hacker bought something. My eyes, you should punish the hacker and say, well, fuck you. That comes out for your credit card. This guy gets his thing back and you don't get the items. That's how it should be. It's just insane, man. There was one yeah. guy. There was <laughs> one guy, a YouTuber named uh, uh, Tashed, who spent $2,000 to expose the game odds. $2,000. And that's a thing that you can do. People have put tons of money into the game tons of their own money into the game and to find out that you can get hacked and that they let you keep it because you spent five dollars on that character to me that's just bullshit man that's absolute bullshit there's got to be a way that they could fix this because uh, i mean mihoyo's gonna lose a ton a ton of fan base because of this why would I want to go buy a game or not play in a game? Yes, it's free to play and invest my time and possibly my money into buying coin to where I can get the armor or whatever else that I need only to find out that it could be stolen from me and take it away. Doesn't make any sense at all. Any right. rational person would not do that because they don't want to lose the money. But it's a, it, it, to me, this is an extremely disturbing response from a from a developer. Um, they really need to rethink it and they need to fix their problem because, uh, you know, it's bad business, man. That's just dirty pool and bad business. So hopefully they'll they'll figure out what they're doing and fix that problem. But uh, usually I end in a good one. I should have probably ended with naked cod. But hey, <laughs> I do. I do have a funny statement that I didn't say earlier, though. We can end with this. What's that? Um, the fact that I went and looked up the 2013 trailer for Cyberpunk, and it looks hardly anything like the final game. 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look yeah. like it's even the same like art style. It's crazy different. It's weird. Um, it's really the weird. Comments, <laughs> the comments on it are cracking me up, though. It's CD Projekt Red announces 18 plus game. CD Projekt <laughs> waits till everyone is 18 plus. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, someone said, I remember when I was 11 years old, I was like, too bad this is going to be rated M. <laughs> <laughs> now I get to play it. CD Projekt Red said, <laughs> we can wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Too funny. Oh, my gosh. To all the people who died waiting for this game, F in the comments. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that is messed up. Damn it. But you know it's true. You know there's in those seven years there there are gamers out there that probably was looking forward to it. Yep. <laughs> no matter away. how much they were looking forward to it, they there probably is a lot of people that passed away. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Oh they probably gosh. got it early in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> they had oh a PS five a year ago in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a two you get, disc, you drives. get one console in heaven <laughs> that you'll never have to change. It yeah. automatically upgrades itself. Yeah, that's my kind of you, heaven. You think the cloud would be really good in heaven, <laughs> but instead they just have a bunch of disc drives, <laughs> so that you don't have to remove the discs. <laughs> the cloud, we got a million of them. Oh, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> craziness. Budget but, constraints yeah. in heaven, yeah. What's yeah, that? Uh, I said budget constraints in heaven. They can't use their clouds for it anymore. So they just <laughs> have a bunch of hard drives laying around. Um, yeah. But yeah, that being said, it's it's crazy. I'm excited about Cyberpunk. Uh, it's probably the thing we're going to be talking about next week. I will definitely be picking it up. I've been, I've been holding onto a gift card for like two months for cyberpunk <laughs> so I'm, i've been waiting for it so really excited about it um but yeah um hopefully i can give you my opinion of you know how much i play games uh, it's really sad i'll give you my opinion of the first 10 minutes of cyberpunk next week <laughs> okay okay i know I a lot the, of people that are the, starting to stream it today yeah yeah that's crazy when does it come out i thought it came out thursday are you uh, serious? No. Uh, well, it yeah, they're going to stream it tonight. Tonight, when it comes, when it pops, yeah. Ah, okay. At okay, midnight, okay. got it. Yeah. Midnight, yeah. Cool I really beans. don't care. I mean, I'm just like whatever. I've got Overwatch. Uh, yeah, Overwatch. Build my stats <laughs> up. Get to number one. You need to send me a link to the site that you used because I want to see where I am on that. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't it play was, one. Uh, People don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that. Hill House looked up his uh, rank on Xbox servers for Arissa, which is his most played hero. And uh, he, yeah. you're in the top 10 on what? Several. On uh, damage? Elims? Uh, I'm on the, I'm uh, number 10 on uh, Xbox World for uh, Quick Play on Eliminations. Um, number three. Uh, Xbox World on, on Quick Play for uh, solo kills on Arissa. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's the new world. Uh, I had no no idea. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's just Xbox Quick Play, but still, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. But, see, that's the thing. 
The thing is, you know, it's probably playing with you. What's helping you on that stat is the fact that most people that have probably put in as many hours as we do probably play more competitive than us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My competitive is nowhere up there at all. But, you know, it's just uh, we play so much quick play, (laughs) like my level, uh, my basic level uh, in competitive. I'm in the top 4%, it says on Xbox. Uh, but on uh quick play and it's a it's a uh it's a stat tracker called um uh TRN Overwatched uh tracker network. And uh so yeah, on quick play same thing. Uh top 4%. So it's just really weird, man. I when I saw that number number 10, I was like, "Wait a minute." And then I saw number 3, I'm like, "Nah. That can't be right." But in a majority of what I've played, yeah, in quick play, a uh, majority of everything I've got, I'm in the top 1%. So it's really weird, man. I just never thought that I put that much time into it, but apparently I have. So, uh, uh, yeah, I've played Arissa for 12 days, 11 hours, 8 minutes, and 38 seconds. <laughs> it was all just that character on quick play. <laughs> That's insane. It's a lot of time. I'm trying to see what mine is. I've only played three days as Lucio. That's nuts. That's that's still pretty a lot, but that's not what you're at. You're insane. (laughs) That's crazy. It's just insane, dude. I don't get it. That's that's just on that character alone. That's uh, 299 hours, 8 minutes, and 38 seconds. What does the skill rating mean? Uh, that I don't know, um, but it says, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't like this stuff. Activity. It shows what time of day I play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like daily kill performances. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So much stats. There's just way too many stats. But when I click on just Arissa and I open her up uh, and it's just quick play. Yeah, it's almost everything is top one percent. Um, number three, solo kills. Number 10, objective kills. Number 12, final blows. Number eight, environmental kills. Number 16, in multi-kills. Okay, yeah, we can close it out. I'll have to edit all this dead space. That's all fine. Right. Um, yeah, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully with some guests. Um, yes, Talking hopefully. to some people to be on the show. And um, we do have a topic that we wanted to talk about with more than just us because it's kind of a echo chamber sometimes with us. Cause uh, as much as it's cool to listen to a podcast where the uh, hosts like a bicker, uh, we agree on way too much shit. So we need to get some yes. people on the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, we will catch y'all next week and uh, be looking forward to another Christmas season show and uh, enjoy cyberpunk. If you've pre-ordered it or you're going to buy it, and uh, good luck finding a PlayStation 5. And uh, <laughs> farewell. Farewell.